dating all these people. Yay, my feelings are full and fun and ha ha ha, this is my life. No. The reason I, I'm so serious about relationships is because I married an amazing woman. And I promise you I would not be the same person if I did not marry her. I'm a very dysfunctional, very broken person. And the reason why my life is as good as it is is because of my wife. And I think, hopefully, uh, she would say the same thing about me. So I'm, I'm very, very serious about relationships. It's not about fun. Marriage is not about you. It's not. It's just not about you. How many of you guys, just be honest here, how many of you guys are terrified you're going to end up in divorce? You're scared that when you get married, you're going to end up in divorce. You know why you're, you're scared? Because statistics say that, that it's very likely. It's not like one out of 20, one out of 50, one out of 100. Like, divorce is everywhere. A lot of my friends growing up, uh, in missions, they were missionaries. A lot of my friends who I thought would love each other forever, that were godly, they loved Jesus, they ended up divorcing. And it's weird. I have friends that have cheated on their, uh, their spouse. Missionaries, they were missionaries. I have like everybody un uh, under the sun, every experience. And then I have like these weird people that I thought, you know, they would definitely not make it. And they're still married. Shocked. Right? So relationships are, are really, 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 really serious. And so the, the main point here, I don't have a lot of time because um, we started late and I don't know, it's long. But the main, the main idea here is relationships have the most potential to succeed with God at the center. Now that sounds like a lot of blah, 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 but the idea is that if God is at the center of your relationship, he's at the center of your life, you have the most potential to succeed. It does not automatically mean that you will succeed. It doesn't. There's no guarantee. Because the problem with relationships is it's two people. So no matter how much and how godly I am to my wife, she could leave me if she wanted to. She could say, Howard, I'm done. And there's nothing I could do about it. I could beg her. I could spend hours in prayer. But she could leave me if she wants. That's the thing with relationships. But if relationships have the most potential, there's, there's a possibility. It's much, much stronger than those that do not follow Jesus. Because the fact of the matter is, when you have Jesus, that means God has promised what in your life when you became a Christian? He dwells in you. What is that? Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. The Bible promises that the Holy Spirit indwells in you. He lives in you. He's guiding you, helping you to move towards the right direction. When you are part of a church and a church community, it means that you have people coming to you and telling you on the side, hey, come on, we can do this. This is how you communicate with your husband. This is what helped me. Let me pray for you. You don't have secular friends or friends that aren't believers telling you, oh, you need to leave him. Oh, he doesn't treat you right. He needs to go. Because that's what your friends will tell you in high school and in college and in adulthood. Because uh, emotionally, they have not matured. They don't know that relationships are all about forgiveness. Relationships are all about grace. Relationships are all about long-suffering. They don't know that. And so they say, yeah, what, you need to do what makes you happy. That's what they tell you. But in the church, they don't say that. In the church, they say, you need to do what honors God. Because if God is the center, then your relationship will honor God. And you know what the side effect will be of you honoring God? You will be head over heels in love with your wife. You'll be head over heels in love with your husband. That's my wife. My wife and I, like, she's like really like in love with me. And, and you guys know me, like, I'm lovable. I'm for sure lovable. But not like, not like head over heels in love. Right? 
Cause like I'm gross. Like when I go home, like I walk around with like you know sweats. I'm like I never look nice. You know I'm balding. I don't know. I didn't think that was happening. I'm Asian. Asians had genetics where we didn't go bald. But like I'm like you know I'm you know I'm like muscular. But like I have some padding over the muscularity. You know, like I'm not like this guy that's like really romantic. She wishes I was more romantic, and I'm not romantic at all. So like every time we go out to eat, I'm like okay sushi or krabas. Like that's my romance. And she's like, sushi? I'm like, okay, let's go, we go. And then we order the same crap, and it's just not very romantic. But then there are these moments when I look at her, and she looks at me, and she's like, wow, I am so in love with you. And I'm just like, that's awesome, thanks. <laughs> because it's not me, though, right? It's obviously not me. I'm just like this normal guy. I'm not a romantic comedy, right, with skin on. I'm a normal guy. She's head over heels in love with me because she knows that God is moving in me and living in me, changing me. And if she doesn't like me now, she knows 10 years from now I'll be better. I might be more saggy, but I'll be better. You get what I'm saying? With God in the center, you have more potential to succeed. And so for you, for those of you in here, you are tempted. You are tempted to think that your friends or the people that you see on TV or those Facebook people that make these cute videos or vlogs or whatever, think that they know more about relationships than God does. But the fact of the matter is, if you look at scripture, there's a couple reasons why I think God is the only true expert on dating and why you should offer it to him. Say, God, tell me what I should do. God, tell me if this is the right person for me. God, tell me what do I want to seek in a woman. God, tell me why I should be in a relationship. And you let God speak these things in you, right? Then all of a sudden your relationship, your, 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 your paradigm begins to shift. You stop caring about what everyone else cares about. Like if my wife wanted abs, she would have a very different man, right? One day I'll have abs through surgery. But like, it's like the idea that, that if she wanted abs, if that was the most important thing to her, right, she would have a very different person. All right, so let's look at, let's look at some passages. Uh, didn't Victoria do a great job reading? Yeah. It was yesterday, I was just typing away. I'm like, let's make Victoria read it. I didn't even tell her, so that's why she looked at me with that stink eye. All right, then the Lord God said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground, the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. He's naming them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all livestock, and to the birds of heaven, and to the, every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was, no, not a help, uh, found, <laughs> there was not found a helper fit for him. All right, so what's going on here? God knows, right, because he made you that it's not good for you to be alone. That's pretty easy, right? Some of you are terrified that you will be single for the rest of your life. Hashtag forever alone, right? But this is it. God knows that it's not good for you to be alone. So the vast majority of you, like the way, way vast majority of you will get married. And I tell my friends, my single friends, because sometimes they come to me in tears. They're like, I don't know if the person's out there. I'm, I've seen like really, really weird people get married. And if they can get married, you can get married because you're just not that weird. And they, they always get mad because they're not encouraged at all by it. I don't know why, but uh, Jane was one of those people. I'm like, Jane, don't worry, you're going to get married. Um, but we know that he's not, uh, not alone, right? But for Adam, there was not a helper, a uh, there was not found a helper fit for him. So God knew that there was going to be a search for the right fit, right? So the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon man, and when he slept, took one of the ribs and closed up its place with flesh. 
kind of creepy. And the rib that the, the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, this at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. This is like me. This person came out of me. We are one and the same type of person. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. When God was creating all of this, right? When God was creating all of this in uh, Genesis 1.24, he says, uh, is it not in there? Let me see. Then let us make man in our, our image. You notice the our? Let us make man in our image. He's talking in plural. So why, why is that? pretty obvious to us, I think. We would, we would call that Trinitarian language. We would call that talking about the Trinity. God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. Let us make man in our own, own image. So he makes us in his image after our likeness. This absolutely shows that he knows. He knows what we need. He created us for a relationship. The man and the woman are made in God's likeness. He created us in relationship. It's almost like the Trinity. If you think about Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, right? They were God. God is three in one, made in relationship, perfect unity, right? And then all of a sudden, you see the likeness of God in man and in woman, made to come together in perfect unity. You see what I'm saying? Everything points to God. It's an amazing thing. So God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created them, male and female. He created them. So I don't know about you, but it's so easy. What, what do you guys think that if I asked you, right, and don't say this out loud, but if I asked you, what do you think God wants to give you in a spouse? What would you say? You would probably say, actually, no, some of you, some of you guys say, what, what would you say that God would give you in a spouse? What do you think God would give you in a spouse? Will. Oh, what? Who? Cooking. Ricky? Cooking. Cooking. Appreciate your honesty. Will, what do you say? Wait, what I want or what I think he would give you? He would give you, not what you want. Um, someone I can grow with. What? Someone I can grow with. Wow. No, that's good. Michelle, give me, give me something. What do you think God would give you? Not what you want, but do you think he would give you? Tall. <laughs> Handsome, K-pop star. <laughs> Max, what do you think? In what way? Like doing the yard work or what? In your faith? Okay, Katie, what do you think? Kind? That's nice. I want nine. I want a kind person. My wife is very kind. She should sass me, but she's very kind. <laughs> Josiah, what do you want? Uh, what, do you, what do you think God would give you, not what do you want? <clears throat> I just think that God would give me someone that would teach me because I know that I'm a very simple person. So like a perfect person? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, Josiah, sin no more. <laughs> I'm sorry, wife. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> um, Fish, what do you think God would give you? This spouse. Balance you out because you're kind of extreme. Yeah, like you kind of go crazy in certain areas. Yeah. 
Jill, what about you? What do you think God will give you? Oh, vulnerability. That's nice. Girls, that sounds nice, right? Vulnerability? Yeah. Ray? What do you think God would give you? <laughs> yeah. I'm just seeing, I just want to see if it matches. <laughs> She's like a white guy? Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Chris? What do you think God would give you? Generous. Someone that's generous? Like gives you a lot of gifts? <laughs> Someone that's, that, that gives generously to others. Right, so are these negative or positive things that you guys think? Okay, so why are we so afraid to ask God for the spouse that we want? For the person that we want to do? Because this is what happens, right? You, and you're in school, you, you go through the doors, right? And then you see all this flood of people. And then you notice one guy. He's looking at you, right? And he smiles. He's kind of cute. You never noticed him before, but he's kind of cute, right? He's smiling at you. And you ask your friend, who is that? He's like, oh, that's blah, blah, blah. He, he, you know, what do you think about him? He's like, well, he's cute, right? And then you don't think anything about it. But the next period, right, you see the guy again. And he's still looking at you. <laughs> but... But you're, looking at, but you're looking at him back, and you're kind of thinking things through, right? And so, you know, you start to think about him, and like, huh, I wonder, what if, I wonder if he likes me, right? And then he's asking his friends, his friends are asking your friends, and you're just talking, there's kind of a buzz, right? And then you finally meet him, and he's like super sweet, right? And then you start chatting to each other on Facebook, and you start talking about deep things. And you've only known him for like 10 minutes, right? And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you, he asks you on a date, and you're like all giddy, Right? But never in this moment, never in this process have you thought, huh, I wonder what his character's like. I wonder if this is the person, this is the kind of person that God would want to give to me. Right? You've never asked God for dating advice. You haven't even asked godly friends. Or if your friends are like, like you, then even if they're godly, they'll probably be like, yeah, go for it. Right? And so all of a sudden you enter into this relationship never even once Lining it up with God, saying, hey, God, is this, is this cool? I think for my wife and I, um, we had this relationship teaching in YWAM, in Youth with a Mission, the missionary organization I was a part of. And the guy was telling us about relationships and like how you should submit the, this, the person that you, you kind of like. Uh, you should submit him to the Lord. You know, basically ask God, hey, what do you think? Instead of asking your friend, you ask Jesus. Right? And so I'm in the bathroom shaving, and I'm like, God, you know, I kind of like Ray Lynn. You know, like, she, she didn't talk to me. Um, she, uh, we were worshiping once, like, the first day we were worshiping, like, uh, like in, in class, there, there's a worship leader, and we were all standing up worshiping, and she was in, the, like, the row in front of me, and I was just singing, and she turns around, in the middle of worship, she turns around and looks at me, because she thought I was, like, my eyes were closed or my hands up or something like that. She looks at me, and I'm just staring ahead, and I look at her, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it was so awkward. <laughs> but in my heart, I was like, <laughs> No, I was thinking, oh crap, now she's seen me. <laughs> it's probably not what she expected. But, uh, um, but I was in the bathroom shaving, and I was like, man, you know, like, I, I kind of like her. We had never even talked, really. Um, we said hi to one another, but that's about it. And she was checking me out, apparently. And so I was like, God, I kind of like her. You know? And I found out, like, all of the guys in, the, in, the, in, in my dorm really liked her, too. All of them. I, did you know that, honey? Good. 
<laughs> you don't need to know. But they all talk because we were all like kind of having dibs, making dibs on girls, you know? They're like, hey, what did you think about this girl? And they're like, well, I, I, I kind of like her. And so, like, seriously, by the first week uh, was up, they all had dibs. And um, I never said anything because I didn't want to give, like, make dibs on Raymond because I was more holy. I was like, I want to, you know, submit this to the Lord. So I was in the bathroom shaving and I was like, God, I kind of like Raylan. And I just remember saying, I said, you know what? Whatever you want. I've, I've always had bad relationships. I've p picked bad relationships. I'm just going to give it to you. If you make it happen, you make it happen. I remember that. Just submitting it before the Lord. Just saying, God, you can do whatever. And then, you know, like a couple years from that, that moment, we were married. Right? God moves fast. <laughs> you might be single, but you might be married next year. No, no. <laughs> you guys are like, yeah, we're going to get married in 2018. No, I'm just saying that, like, it was the first time that I had ever submitted my relationship in front of the Lord. And I said, God, I'm willing for you to do whatever it is. And that meant trusting him for me to even be forever alone. Because I don't know about you. I grew up in St. Louis. And at that time, there was like two Asians in the state. Right? And we didn't even go to the same school. So I was like flooded with like black people, white people. There's no Latinos in, in St. Louis at the time. So it was just me and a bunch of white and black people. And I was thinking there's no white girl, black girl, anybody, any person that was going to date me because I was Asian. And I felt so out of place, you know what I'm saying? So I had this mindset. And when, when, I, when, I, when, I, ugh, when I went to Wyland, there was only some other Asian girl. And I did not want to marry her. Um, was she engaged or something? Joanne? She was dating somebody, so I didn't have to. But she was older, but she like, always bossed me around. But she would also cook me food, so it kinda, was kind of nice. Um, but I didn't want to date her, and so I was thinking, well, you know, there's no way that I'm going to you know, have, get Ray Lynn's attention or other people's attention, especially when there's all these other guys that, kinda, that looked like her, that were the same race. So it was like I had like, this weird, deep fear. Like I never thought I would be able to um, get married. Because you know? uh, before then, I had never even been in a Korean church since, since when I was in um, elementary school. So I was like, I'm never going to find a, a spouse. I was really terrified. And so, but I remember that moment being very clear, thinking, God, I'm going to give this to you. I'm going to trust you. And I just kind of gave him like the, I like Raylan though. Like I just give him, give him the nudge. And just, like, just in case you didn't know, you couldn't read my mind. Kind of like her, right? And that's it. That's how I left it. And I, I think I really submitted it to the Lord. And so I, I just want to encourage you guys. I don't know how you've dated in the past. I know some of you guys are in here are serial daters. Um, you can't be alone. I get that. And I understand why you might feel that way. It feels good to feel alone. It feels good to feel loved, right? But for those of you in here that are single, right, look to your community to encourage you. We're going to be talking about um, uh, all the facets of dating, not all, but a bunch of facets of dating, like, like when you should start. And I always encourage people to start uh, after high school. So college, go for it. But in high school, it's, there's, no, there's no point. You're such a transitionary career. Um, and that, I know that's hard. And so the community has to come together and, and encourage one another to be that support, to be that love. And some, you will begin to find friends that are Christians that are, um, have same-sex attraction. And what the Bible is encouraging them to do is to remain celibate for the rest of their life if they, if they choose not to marry the opposite sex. And that's really, really hard because you're going to have Christians uh, that love, or you're going to have people that love Jesus but at the same time have same-sex attraction. And if they're to follow the Bible, that means the community has to be able to be that family for them. They have to join your family and, and, and um, 
you know, hang out with your kids and hang out with, you know, your, your family to know what it feels like to have a family. It's, it's a, this, is the, this is real life here, you know, and so what I want to encourage you guys is to be that community for one another. So when you're single, like that Valentine's Day dinner, right, all of us in, in there, well, most of us in there will be single, right, it'll be, it'll be wonderful because we have brothers and sisters all around us, so we never feel alone. You have people that share your heart, share your brokenness, share your, um, your issues and your junk and still love you for it. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to encourage you guys. So submit your relationships to the Lord. Ask Him what He wants for you. And try to trust Him in that. And I know some of our college girls, they didn't date through high school because they took my relationship teaching seriously. And when they finally do meet that person that God introduces in their life, they will be so thankful because the, the, when they look at their life, they look in the past, their life will not be littered with broken relationships, with manip manip manipulations and baggage and hurts and betrayals. The fact is, I'm, I dated two, girl, two other girls seriously before I met my wife, and I used up all my romance on them. I used to be a very romantic person. I was like, I used to love romance books and romantic comedies, and I really did. I, I thought love was beautiful. I was like, I can't wait till I'm married. And then after I started dating girls, I started to, like all the beauty was taken away from it. And I should have used it on my wife. Now I'm like jaded and old. <laughs> I should have been more romantic in my life. And I'm, I'm sad, I'm sad that I used it on two girls that I'm not married to right now, right? So just, I want to encourage you guys, even if, if, even if you're scared going into college, you feel like you're never going to get married. It's just not true. Weird people get married. You can get married. All right? <laughs> May God bless you and keep you. All right, I'm going to pray for us, and then, and then we'll go. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for the fact that you know what we need. And not only do you know what we need, you know specifically what we need. Individually, because you created us. You say the word that you handcrafted us. You made us by hand. Each one of us. And so you know exactly what we need in our spouses. You know what, what is in our heart, our fears, our burdens, our, our temptations, our discouragements. You know all these things. And so, Lord, I just pray for my brothers and sisters in here that they be reminded, God, that you have all the good for them. That all the things that you want for them are wonderful things, not curses. Lord, that you want, you want them to find the person that, that you created for them, and that person will be attracted to them. Lord, I just pray that you would help us to take out any kind of lies that we've carried around. We think that our friends or, or sex experts or columnists or YouTubers or what nonsense that they would know about relationships more than you. So Lord, we submit that to you now. Help us to look in your word and to study your word and to know exactly what it is that, that we want in a woman. We want the man. We would take our definitions of love from you and your scripture. We just thank you for all that you're going to do and all the amazing marriages that are going to come out of this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. Offering buckets over there. And then the boys, if you are, are going to participate in the Valentine's Day dinner in serving the women, woman, the woman, then come here.